Hello and welcome to the Lund University International Podcast. On the show, we aim to give you a taste of what international student life is like in Lund. Uh, we, we speak to our current students, our alumni, our teachers, and many more special guests. Uh, today, the, the host is me, Elliot. Uh, I am a, um, I'm a student here, uh, an international student here. I study development studies, and I also work in the International Marketing and Recruitment Office here at the university. So here in the studio, we have Priscilla Lau. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. I'm Priscilla Lau. I was an exchange student 20 years ago. I went to Berkeley and spent the last 15 and a half years working at Google and YouTube, and I'm kind of on a eat, pray, love, one week trip back to Lund. Nice to be here, thank you. Thanks for being with us, and Karen Paulson, thank you for joining us. Yeah, hi, um, my name is Karen Paulson, and I work with alumni relations here at Lund University, uh, but my start in Lund uh, started as well as an exchange student from California, and then came back as a master's student, and then started working at the university, and been in Lund ever since. Great to have you both on. So Priscilla, you uh, you had uh, your educational career started in uh, Berkeley, right? And uh, you wanted to do an exchange in Lund. I want to know more about why you wanted to come to Lund. Yeah, so originally I wanted to study abroad, at maybe in England, but the programs were a year long. So a friend had mentioned Sweden to me, and for exactly that reason why Sweden, I decided to check out Sweden. I heard that they spoke a lot of English or they, you know, that wouldn't be a problem for me, but yeah, I would still get a great experience. So decided to take a chance on Sweden. So, I mean, taking a chance on Sweden is something that I have in common with you. Um, <laughs> and I think a lot of students listening to the show also are thinking about taking a chance on, on coming and studying here. What was a particular memory that sticks out to you uh, from your time in Lund um, about your your experience here? Well, I have so many. I, there's a reason why I came back here 20 years <laughs> later, but so many. It's such a peaceful town. At yeah. the time, it was 100,000 people that lived here, and I'm from Los Angeles. We drive our cars everywhere, and I got to ride my bike every day from Delphi, one of the dorms, to class. I got to meet the most amazing friends. Some of them, a lot of them were from California, but a lot of them were also from Hong Kong, Sweden, Wales, England. And so I think some of the two top student highlights was uh, living in the corridor or like living in a dorm called Delphi with corridor mates. All of them were Swedish, except for me and the one English guy. I was the only girl on the, <laughs> on the floor. Thank you, Jenny, for being a wonderful <laughs> girlfriend and friend. Uh, and also the nations. I love the nations. Um, I, I guess they're, I would describe them as kind of not a fraternity or sorority, but just like a student club. It was so fun when we would make, they have so many activities and events and we would make lunch and, you know, you'd host the bar, you would, they would have wonderful festive festivities, like fancy dinners. And I just really relished those times with my friends. So you've had a you've had a long career working at Google, uh, at YouTube, and in in California. Um, and I'm interested how your time at Lund actually impacted your work experience. Um, you know, working in tech and things like that. Yeah, I think 
you know, Google and YouTube are both very global brands and companies, and it really opened up my perspective in understanding just the other markets. So, you know, there's obviously, you know, being in States, I would focus more on states, best practices and market information, but I think I would be a lot more interested in help me think about having a wider perspective on the business mm -hmm. outside of just what was going on in our country. Um, and it got me a lot more curious about how to bring that over and learn from bring what we knew and also learn from, you know, my colleagues abroad. And I think a very concrete example is when I applied to go on an ambassador program in it was actually in China. So I actually didn't get the program, but I found a way to find a sponsor over there anyways. Wow. And they brought me over. So I was able to spend three months in Beijing working at Google at the time I was doing advertising. So working with people there. Interesting. You know, in our conversation before this podcast, we were talking a lot about um, your experience in Lund and, and all these wonderful stories. And you brought your, uh, your pamphlet uh, that you contributed to uh, during your time here. Um, and you also talked a lot about uh, the network of friends that you have here, uh, colleagues, former classmates, your corridor mates. And I'm, I'm interested um, to hear more from you about what you think the power of networks are nowadays and how Lund is a network and um, how that kind of connects to things maybe like social media, like LinkedIn, for example, maybe even YouTube, social media. So if you have some insights on that, that'd be really interesting for our listeners. Yeah, I love talking about network, networks and networking. Yeah. I think being a student, exchange student really helped me be a little braver in getting to know people. I am a connector by nature, but that coupled with these international experiences, Lin Fing, one of the, the probably the most important one in my adult life, uh, really encouraged me to just put myself out there I still get nervous. Like if you meet me, you'll probably think I'm pretty friendly and I'm maybe easy to get <laughs> along with. But I, the networking part has, it comes a lot naturally when you're curious about other people's stories, regardless of whether they're international or not. This applies back at home too. And I think being here, you know, was a melting pot of all folks from many countries. I mentioned many, a couple just now, and I really do think that LinkedIn is a great way to stay in touch. LinkedIn, Facebook. I mean, I met, reconnected with a lot of friends because we're still friends on Facebook, even wow, though we haven't talked yeah. for like 10 to 20 years. Right. Or, or there's Gmail where I would like mail, you know, we yeah. email people from a long time ago or Google, of course. <laughs> um, but I think LinkedIn is a really powerful tool now. And it's actually something that I've been leaning in more into as a way to express my thoughts and opinions and also share learnings. Mm -hmm. um, I loved Berkeley, but I don't, I think being an alumni and comparing it kind of with my husband's Ivy League alumni is very different. And instead mm -hmm. of being like boohoo alumni, it's like, can I be a better alumni, not just to Berkeley, but even, you know, as a Lund exchange student, which gave me so much and the most valuable thing was just the friendships that I've made throughout the years um, that I still cherish and hold on to and have very good people around me because of my experience in Lind. 
Now, Karen, you work with our alumni here at the university. Yes. And I'm interested, you have an international background yourself. And um, so what what is the, the power of the network, the alumni network that is in Lund? Um, if you have any information on that, that might be interesting to hear too. Yeah. Uh, well, our alumni network is, um, it's always growing, but currently <laughs> we have uh, over 45,000 members um, and wow. they are located all around the world and around 20% are international, so-called international, meaning they're outside of Sweden. But we know that there's former international students that are still in Sweden, like me, um, <laughs> and that there's Swedish students or former students, Swedish alumni that are out in other countries. We meet them at events. When we've had events in New York, for example, I would say almost half of our guests were Swedish and half were wow. American. Um, so that's always fun. And I feel like that kind of networking you get that exposure to while you're students um, and getting to meet people from all these different countries, it kind of feeds into even after you leave them, it's almost like Lund is always a little part of you, even if you end up somewhere else in the world. Um, and when you get to reconnect with people you met here, I think that always kind of reignites. And like you were saying, if it's been 20 years and you haven't met up with people, mm. and yet you can still sit down, have dinner and chat about the good old days, um, that's great. And if it also sometimes leads up to some people have told us um, that their connection of meeting somebody through, oh, we both studied in Lund, led to like a job interview or led wow, to this or that. Yeah. So that can also happen. So it can be purely that fun social interaction, but you can also get some good career networking out of it. So I think it's finding that balance of the kind of work hard, play hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, even preparing for this trip, I, had, I was working with creators at YouTube for a long time. And I reached out to a colleague and was like, hey, I think X, you know, I think his name is Zong. He is, grew up in Lund. He's a creator. He has like 22 million subs, I think. Mm -hmm. And I reached out to him and was like, hey, I'm going to Lund. Where, any recommendations? And he gave me a couple of food recommendations. It can be casual. Networking doesn't have to be yeah. just work, work. You know, it could be for fun. And I think those are the things that really fill my bucket, just thinking about the relationships and the stories that I get to hear about the people I get to meet. So my next question is kind of, um, it can be a little bit existential for people who are still in their programs uh, here at, at the university. Um, but it's interesting to hear from alumni and the alumni coordinators and things like that here at the university about how Lund changed or shaped your, your plans after your studies here. So did, did coming to Lund kind of warp or kind of change where you thought, uh, you wanted to go um, in your career, or did it complexify it? Uh, That's a very interesting question. I'm talking to you, and as you mentioned, I brought this, it's called the Lundian, and the editor was Buko, who's Timbuktu's dad. And I studied communications in college and always enjoyed writing. And for whatever reason, during my second semester here, I saw this newsletter because it was in English, so very accessible for me, and decided to ask if I could be a guest editor on his newsletter. And it's something I very much enjoyed. I talked about second chances and how lucky I was to be here for another semester because I was only supposed to be here for one. And you know, we were just talking about LinkedIn and I think a lot of people think of LinkedIn as a place to just connect with people and stay in touch, but there's also this aspect of, well, there's an aspect of consuming it too. and. I'm starting myself to write more on LinkedIn and express some of my thoughts on, you know, industry, tech, or community diversity. Inclusion is really important to me. So it was kind of the first 
times where I was able to do things that kind of scared me being here the second semester. So it mm. was this, not that writing is scary, but you know, it is a little, can be intimidating to have yeah. a picture yeah. and your words on a piece of paper that's all over the city. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, similarly on LinkedIn, it's just virtually, right? Yeah. It's out there. Mm. So that's still intimidating, but it's just kind of practicing this muscle of putting yourself out there, which I think Lynn very much encouraged me to do. So there was that. And then this amazing dance group called Balletin that I joined. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of a mix of like <laughs> cheerleading and a dance troupe with an orchestra. And I just saw this group of people who looked like they were having so much fun and I'm not a dancer. And I just, again, second chances, decided to go out there and ask them if I could join them. So I joined them and I had to ride my bike 20 minutes in the snow. They spoke all <laughs> Swedish. They were all so friendly. And that really pushed me to do scary things. And so, like I said, I still get nervous. I'm still scared talking to people after, you know, a long time. Um, but you just never know where those relationships will bring you. And like I was telling you all earlier, I just had the lovely opportunity to meet up with these wonderful friends from Balletin who are Swedish. Hi, Elin and <laughs> <laughs> Alien and Annika and um, Petra. So Petra, I'm... Uh, the Swedish language is still very hard for me to pronounce, but they're lovely, lovely people. So, Karen, I want to ask you the same question that I just asked uh, Priscilla here. How, how did studying at Lund, especially as an international student, you're both international students, but um, how, how did that change your view on, on your career and, and, and did it have an effect? Definitely. Um, <laughs> I would say when I first went on my exchange studies, uh, I thought, well, do the you know half a year, get the international experience, get to know what is it like um, in another country because I'd never been outside the U.S. before, and so it was that was a big step. Um, but I would say within the first week of my time in Lund, I was like, this is this is where I want to be. I just felt so at home instantly. Um, granted, I, I was probably hanging out with mostly fellow um, stu exchange students from California, um, like Priscilla was saying. Like, yeah, a lot of the activities they had so many activities for us planned and. Yeah, you were just you didn't get a chance to maybe meet as many other international students. So I kind of went back to the states and you know finish your degree and then thinking, well, what what do I want to do after I finish my bachelor's degree? Do I just start working? Do I do a master's degree? And I actually gotten an email from one of the teachers from a course I had done during my exchange studies here in Lund that said, hey, we're starting this new master's program because you took this course. Maybe you're interested. And that kind of really connected with me and I thought hmm well I have one more year of my bachelor's I'm going to keep this in mind and when that year was up and I thought well I still am not quite sure what I want to do but let's give this master's a try and apply and it all worked out and I'd been dreaming of coming back to Lund and couldn't go a day without thinking about my time in Lund when I was back in the states um, and so then I ended up coming back here for my master's thinking okay two more years I'll have my fill of Sweden and then I'll go back to whatever reality is finding a career. Um, but then I, after those two years, I still wasn't ready to leave Sweden. Um, and then it was kind of like, well, okay, what international companies are there? You start mm. looking up things, thinking Stockholm's a big hub. Um, but I ended up getting recommended to contact some people here within the university. Um, and um, timing worked out well with my what skill set I had and with uh, what openings there were here at the university. I ended up getting to work here with external relations um, and 
then more specifically in with alumni relations. Um, and then I've been here ever since. So it's kind of like you might have had a dream of eventually when you were a student of working at some big international company. But I still get to work with international topics, but within higher education. So that was never really on my radar as a student. Um, but it kind of worked out. So it's definitely led me down paths I would never have thought um, when I was 18, 19, 20 and starting off university. And then even as an ex uh, like a master's student, I still didn't think I was going to end up working at a university. But I've been here for over 10 years. So I would say it's been a positive one. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. great. Great to hear. So, um, Priscilla, I know we talked a little bit before the interview about your your student life. We even talked about it in here a little bit, um, what you did outside of extracurriculars and, and things like that. Um, were you involved in any of the nations? What was your nation? What what was that like? I mean, what? tell me a bit about your student experience in a bit more detail, I think, and paint a picture for our, for our listeners. Uh, nations were one of the best parts of Lund. University. And by the way, I feel like the one word I would describe Lund is peace. It's like peace and fun. But I feel like yeah. in life, you're always kind of looking for some peaceful place. And so this is my place. And so, but going back to your question, Elliot, yeah. nations were so fun. I was part of Osteota Nation. And I think we went to a lot of the Hollands. And I met a very nice guy at the Lunds Nation, even on this short trip here. And I think student life was so much richer because of that. It was almost like you would enjoy a nice meal followed by a skull and cheers with the schnapps for some, some event, whether it's an event or like an everyday yeah. weekend party. And I just felt like it really built a lot of community, whether you're doing coat check or you're preparing the food or again, you're mixing drinks behind the bar with your friend, right? Like there was just so much... So many activities. I think even the nations now, they still have weekly lunches and weekly events. And it just makes it such a good mixture of studying, fun. And then H&M wasn't in the U.S. by then. So like <laughs> my friends and I have many fun memories of going to H&M like all the time and buying random things. And I literally went on this trip and I was like videotaping me back. And I was like, the setup is exactly the same from 20 years ago. <laughs> Things don't change. And I mean that in a good way because change is good, but sometimes preserving this like special memory of this wonderful place with the cobblestone roads and the nice people, it's safe. It's, everything is just so lovely about Lind. Would you like to talk about your experience uh, as an international student here? Yeah, I mean, I would agree with a lot of what Priscilla was saying. Yeah. And um, to add one more word into that descriptive, I would also say quaint. Mm. A lot of people use that to describe Lund. Um, but yeah, I mean, coming from also bigger cities, I mean, a lot of people that maybe aren't used to riding bikes and things, like just that, you know, you can get around town so quickly and so easily. If you come from somewhere where you have to commute all the time and drive cars and find parking and deal with all of that hassle, I mean, a 10-minute bike ride to get from home to class to grocery store I mean everything is so accessible um so your kind of day-to-day -day life is simplified in a way whereas it, it still feels like this big town because you have so many nationalities represented you have a chance to meet people from so many different backgrounds and I feel like you still get that global experience yet that small town vibe and I, I feel like that's a pretty unique um situation I don't think a lot of towns can offer that um and I think that was something that really 
klikt. Um, and then every time I rode my bike past Domkyrkan, it was just kind of like, wow, I live here. Right? That, that vibe of just, this is a, such an old town with so much mm. history, yet mm. it still feels very modern and innovative. And that balance of old and new, I think, is also really unique and, and fun to see. So I, the whole time I've been in Sweden, it's been in Lund, and I I don't see why people want to leave, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, the last question I have here is about advice. And I'm interested, um, you know, through your experience, not only working in Silicon Valley and, and doing a lot of work, uh, you know, with, with the tech companies, but also um, just as a person who has this international background, um, what's your advice to uh, potential students who want to study here, either on exchange or full time? Yeah, I have so many things to say here, but I think one of the top ones is just getting used to being uncomfortable and nervous and mm -hmm. embracing it and running with it. This is really your time to step out of the box and do something out of your comfort zone, dare I say scary. I mean, we're all here doing a podcast. Karen and I, it's our first time. <laughs> I did seek this opportunity out, but it was amazing. Um, and it's we're doing it in real time, right? Like something that we maybe thought of that we didn't think about doing before. And so I would really just embrace this time that you have, since time is so precious, to do something that you maybe thought of maybe doing, but weren't bold enough to, maybe at home. Again, when you're kind of outside, you're a little more open to trying something new. Meet as many people as you can. Get to know the Swedish, you know, your Swedish quarter mates, your neighbors, people in the grocery store. Um, we were talking about Yente, how do you say it? Yentelagen. Yentelagen. Thank you, Rose, who will be listening to this, who introduced <laughs> me to that. But, you know, that's like a new concept um, that I didn't know about. Just You'll have to look, Google it later, or we'll add some notes in the podcast <laughs> link. Um, and I would say, hmm, yeah, again, get to know as many people. Try to stay here for a year, at least. And, oh, if you can, visit your friends that you meet in their hometown. Like, I did that while I was here. I visited a friend in Trier. Um, I just went to Bieded to visit Rose. Uh, I visited my friends in Hereford and England and Wales. And so it's nice to make those deep friendships and connections. And it's nice to see where they grew up and broaden your, your horizon of what you see the world as. Thanks. Karen, same question. Yeah. I mean, I can only agree. Yeah. I think yeah, <laughs> that I would say, you know, going from mm. sometimes, you know, like you're saying, if you're in your hometown, maybe you aren't as daring to try and things, try out new things or mm -hmm. try and, scary things but yeah being in a new place and and yeah taking that step to just kind of yeah meet new people do activities maybe you hadn't normally done and try something new I think is really helpful because yeah when you get out into the working world you're going to be thrown into new situations and thrown into new activities and it's good if you have a little bit of like well, okay I, I survived other times of doing that so let's just keep it coming and you grow from all of that so I think the growth is really valuable so um, yeah and I think yeah, when I was a student here as an exchange student, I didn't have a whole lot of time learning Swedish. I came in the summer and we took Swedish courses and then the fall semester I wasn't taking any Swedish courses then. So when I came back as a master's student, I was kind of like, oh, I guess I should try and learn some more again. And um, at the same time, all my classes were in English. So I think, and a lot of the Swedes are great with speaking English. So there is that challenge of 
You don't have to learn the language while you're a student, but I will say if you do have any intention of wanting to stay, it's a great bonus um, if you do manage to get some grasp of the language and just little by little can work on improving it because um, that really does help when you're out on the job hunt if you want to stay in Sweden. Um, granted, there are companies out there that will hire you without the language skills, but it's always a bonus. So if you have the opportunity while you're a student, take it. That's one, one thing I wish I'd done a little bit more as a student while taking Swedish classes. Yeah, and just to add to that, I would have I would have paid more attention to some of the local papers that are in Swedish. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't want to learn Swedish and speak it fluently, I feel like it, it gives you context into what's happening in the world and applies some of the, like, you know, even just learning Monday to Friday in Swedish and you can look at the day and be like, oh, it's Torsdag or whatever, you know? Um, I think that's helpful and I should have, I could have done that more. Yeah, watching Swedish shows with subtitles, that was also a good help too, to mm. kind of get into hearing it and reading at the same time and yeah. Well, thank you both for being on the Lund University International Podcast. It's been very fun to talk to you and to learn about what's going on uh, in the career market and the alumni network and also uh, your own personal experiences in, in Lund. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It was, I love Lund so much. It gave me so much, added so much richness to my life. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me too. Uh, it was great to meet you here, Priscilla, and uh, be a part of this podcast episode. Um, and for any other alumni out there listening, uh, we hope to stay in touch. And also good to know that you can join the alumni network. If you just go to loonuniversity.lu.se slash alumni, uh, you can find more information about the alumni network and how to stay in touch. So thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening so much to uh, to this episode of the Lund University International Podcast. If you're interested in learning more about Lund University, you can go to our website, uh, lunduniversity.lu.se. Uh, you can also follow us on social media, on Facebook and on Instagram. And uh, we look forward to having you listen to our next podcast soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.